You're listening to Environmentally Speaking, a weekly podcast diving into legal matters surrounding the environment, public utilities, energy, zoning, and permitting laws in Rhode Island and the surrounding areas with your host, Marissa Desitel. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Clarice. I'm Marissa Desitel. Uh, This is Environmentally Speaking. I'm an environmental attorney in Rhode Island. And I'm Clarice. I'm coming in with questions, comments, topics that we want to talk about. And I think we mentioned this an episode a while ago, but the fact that we record in the morning makes me want to greet all of our listeners with a nice good morning. Um, But good whatever time of day it is for you. (laughs) Good morrow. The Pinkies Out podcast. (laughs) What are we talking about? about? Oh, oil. And our favorite topic, oil spills. Nice and dark. Yep. Why are we talking about this? Because uh, Clarice and I are friends besides being co-hosts. And she sent me this hysterical, was it a YouTube video? Yeah, it's um, it's a clip from, I believe, an Australian show. And if I'm saying it wrong, um, somebody write in, yell at me. It's fine. Uh, Clark and Daw. And um, it was these two comedians poking fun at politics and how politicians answer questions and kind of skirt major issues. And it happened that this skit was an environmental issue. Um, And it was just it's so it's so close to reality and is so funny and upsetting all at once. I think you thought it was an actual interview. I thought it was real. (laughs) And they I do a really good job. And I, uh, I said to you, this is this is my life every day. But I didn't realize it was a spoof. So uh, the the skit is these two gentlemen, and they're on a set of your typical Sunday morning political pundit type of program. Mm-hmm. One gentleman is a representative of the oil and oil shipping industry. And the other gentleman, oh, he's a senator. Yeah. Makes it even better. (laughs) Yeah. You can't, it's just, it's so funny. The other gentleman is the host of the morning show, and they're having this insipid conversation about oil spills and um, what goes on as a result of issues with oil transportation. And uh, honestly, I'm, there's no way I could do it any justice. So I'm hoping you can include it in the show notes. I am happy to. The video is only about two minutes and it is, it's a good laugh. Um, Once, now that you know it's fake, it's a good laugh. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I only made it through about 20 seconds and I had to turn it off because I thought it was real. (laughs) Now that I know it's not, I'll, uh, I'll go back and watch it. But that video segued into what I thought was a timely topic for today, dealing with the oil industry. There has been quite a bit of recent news coming out of California about fossil fuel campaigns that are attacking specific California drilling oil drilling laws. If you are a driver in this country, you know that the price of gasoline has gone up exponentially. Mm-hmm. Hasn't really come down a whole lot. It's moved around a little bit, but it's still it's still high. As a result of that, the fossil fuel industry has been handed 
cash from record profits. I mean, fossil fuel companies are just rolling around in in cash, just kiddie pools full of money. Yes. Yes, exactly. And you know, like the Geico commercial with the, the cash just kind of flowing. Yes. Behind them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what are they doing with that money? Take a guess. Oh, God. Um, I'd love to say putting it into some charitable work, but I'm <laughs> going to go ahead and say maybe using it to find new places to drill for oil. Are they using it like exploratively, like a research thing? I'm sure they are, but but it's uh, worse. Yeah, the information <laughs> that's making the news is that the fossil fuel companies are pouring their record profits into lobbying efforts at all levels of government to try to um, change laws or get issues on the ballot in California that would provide them retroactive protection from recent progressive environmental laws in California. Now we're I'm talking about California and not Rhode Island because you might know California is a very progressive state when it comes to environmental statutes. They're always mm -hmm. pushing the envelope and they're at the cutting edge of new state law and new regulation. Mm -hmm. What do we think about this? So earlier, um, just to give our listeners a little bit of background, before we start recording, we take a couple seconds to set up and talk about what we're going to talk about. And when you had started the sentence of, when you'd started telling me the topic about a California law relating to oil, I was so like, yes, this is going to be a great topic. California has found something protective of our environment. Um, they've come up with some new idea or new law to help us out. Uh, and then it swung the complete opposite direction. Um, so I'm, I'm just a little, I do have a couple questions. And I think okay. the first one I want to start with is you had mentioned the idea of retroactive protection. Yes. And I'm instantly thinking of, and I think this is more of a colloquial phrase, the idea of being grandfathered in to a law. Is it similar to that? Yes. Yes. There, without getting too specific, because frankly, I'm not familiar with the specifics, the oil industry, uh, including Chevron, I guess they're they're at the forefront of this campaign. They are they've spent already this year eight million dollars to preserve a legal loophole that allows for oil and gas companies to drill using really old approvals or permits without environmental review or any expiration dates. So there's some legal loophole in California that allows for fossil fuel companies to act like it's 1920 and mine or drill or otherwise try to get their hands on oil um, without having any kind of environmental oversight, no environmental justice considered, and no expiration. They just want to continue this in perpetuity. So that's what they're spending their money on. Eight million dollars. Oh, how does this exist? It's humanity. 
how does this exist? Well, the, and it, the corollary to this is you've got offshore wind interests that are Goliath. I mean, they're they're almost as big, if not bigger, than the fossil fuel companies in terms of the opportunity for revenue. I'm sure that offshore wind interests are trying to figure out how to compete or will be trying to figure out how to compete in the very near future with with oil interests because they're both sources of energy, obviously. Mm -hmm. They both have a, a huge opportunity for profit. The fossil fuel company has been around longer. However, they are a, a non-renewable source of energy. So the push in America has been to move away from that source of finite energy and to mm -hmm. move towards renewable, in, including these federal lease areas for offshore wind development. Mm -hmm. It's interesting to me that the fossil fuel companies are throwing this amount of money at lobbying efforts instead of looking at, all right, how do we, how do we grow? How do we adapt? How do we become part of the modern market? Well, I hate to say that's the one thing I'm not surprised by because it, looking in the past, that's what's been so successful for them. That's been something that's a tried and true practice and has worked over and over again. So it's almost this idea of, well, if we sink enough money into it, we've gotten what we wanted in the past. Let's just keep going. But uh, oh, it's a bummer. Don't you think that's really short-sighted? Oh, I didn't say it was a good idea. Yeah. I'm just imagining that is their idea. You know, how can that, how can that be? <clears throat> Getting a little existential on you here. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a small business owner. And as a small business owner, you're constantly thinking about what's my next move? Is what I'm doing right now sustainable? How am I going to grow? How am I going to change? How am I going to stay relevant? Mm -hmm. But it seems to me that these fossil fuel companies are doing the exact opposite. They're mm -hmm. so firmly entrenched with this idea that they, they, it's like they can't lose. And I, I don't know how you can have that perspective in the, in the face of climate change and global warming. And clearly countries are moving towards more renewable goals. I'm wondering if it's need-based because if we think about it, oil heats our homes, heat moves, makes our cars go transportation, all of that. Planes need oil. It's it's the idea of like major forms of transportation are still so heavily move, reliant on oil. It's almost the idea of it's a necessity. I don't need to change. So when you just said maybe it's a need, <clears throat> I immediately had this vision of some oil executive saying, I, I need it. I need it. <laughs> A need, but no, you meant there's still such a heavy reliance on fossil fuels. Yeah. But why not also invest in retrofitting airplanes? Why not also invest in looking at 
maybe not electric cars, because that's a topic for a, a, another day, but renewable solar charged vehicles. Mm-hmm. Uh, electric vehicles are still reliant upon the grid, which is reliant mm-hmm. upon fossil fuels. So I don't know that that's the answer. But if you've got $8 million, you're just going to throw it into one initiative? Yeah. You could do a lot with it. I agree. You could. You might not be able to with, and I understand the project and the ideas that we're talking about at this scale may take more than $8 million, but I think you could get a good start at least. Yeah. And you could go to the federal government and say, work with us. I mean, that's what these offshore wind companies are doing, that they're Mm -hmm. building offshore wind farms on federal property in the ocean. Why couldn't oil companies try to move towards that paradigm? Maybe there'd be an opportunity for federal support. As of right now, the fossil fuel companies are just like this with with government. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't like that in the past. I just think there needs to be consideration of some more flexibility in that industry. That would be, that would be ideal. And, and as soon as you said flexibility and going back to the electric cars, I recently learned this week that the Hummer has come back, but fully electric. Interesting. For those listening, I don't think I've ever seen Marissa look more confused. (laughs) (laughs) Which, as much as we, or as, as I can say, I think as much as we dislike the Hummer, the idea of it doing a complete 180. I mean, shouldn't that be the poster child for the oil companies? If Hummer can make changes. <laughs> is it, is it hybrid? Is it oil no, and electric? electric? I just, I have these visions of abandoned, oh. huge SUVs everywhere. Just people running out of they don't plug it in long enough or they don't, they don't plan their mileage adequately. And they're just going to be like these burnt out skeletons of Hummers on the highway. I'm, I got a lot of onomatopoeia going on in my head. <laughs> I like how you went to the, the end of the Hummers charge. And all I can think of is what noise do they make? Mm. Yeah. I'm thinking of those like wind up car toys. Um, but that's a total tangent. So disappointing news. Um, out of California, as usual, disappointing. Yeah, it's. Uh, let us know if last week's episode about cemeteries was more uplifting than this one. I have to say, I really enjoyed last week's episode. That was fun. I'm wondering if we can come up with some topics that are similar, mm. as far as the human interest element is concerned. I love that. And I Um, would love some input and feedback. If there's a topic out there that people are interested in in learning about that is a little more, I don't want to say entertaining, but has more of a human interest side to it instead mm -hmm. of such doom and gloom about current events, I'd be interested. (laughs) Yes. Let us know. You can reach us on the socials uh, at Law, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Um, you can send us an email at help at desatelesq.com. Let us know if there's something, um, maybe it's an environmental topic of your town. Is it, uh, a, like you had said, a human piece, something a little different? We want to know about it. Um, I will say, though, the cemetery topic might not make the best dinner conversation. Definitely not. Yeah, I learned that one the hard way. 
So learn from me, guys. <laughs> well, thanks, everybody. Yeah. Have See a you next gl- time. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to this episode of Environmentally Speaking. If you're in need of an environmental attorney, we are here to help. Call us at 401-477-0023 or visit our website at www.desatellaw.com. That's www.desatellaw.com.